Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome to The Probo Show. It is currently 8.30 a.m. Central European Time. Uh, 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3.30 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing? It's my first day of vacation, Natch. Oh, do you know how it's going? No, I don't. It's uh, it's great. I spent it on the Metro. <laughs> my first hour of... Dude, yeah, the, an announcement came over the Metro today. Do you know what it said? It said exactly this. <laughs> You'd think with all the money they save in cramming a thousand people into one train car, they can afford a new microphone. It's like 20 euros on Amazon, man. Come on, Madrid Metro, go home, you drunk. Do you do you, do you come on the Metro at all, Natch, or? No, no, no. I, but you used to when you I, were patineteando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which one, Line 10? No, uh, in Cercanias. Ah, okay, okay. So Metro's a train, dude. A Metro is like, the Metro is like the, the sausage meat experience. If you ever wonder what it's like to be an unethically raised chicken, <laughs> it's basically the Madrid metro. It's awful, dude, this morning. With my armpit rammed up against, uh, with my face rammed up against the armpit of some random stranger. I don't know, it's... <laughs> oh, I don't know, whatever, guys. How are we doing this morning? Oh, my God, did I torture the elves and did they provide us with a mwah, chef's kiss amazing program for today. In today's 100 Humans, I ask them, To name a physical sign that someone is stressed out. Nombra un signo físico, no. Una muestra física. How would you say this? A physical sign that someone's stressed out. Sí, un signo físico. Ah, really? Un signo físico. Bueno. No nivelazo ni nada. Vamos. (laughs) 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 Un signo físico visible um, de que alguien está eh, estresado. Um, uh, yeah, that coming soon. I've started sharing these on um, on Instagram, and you guys are blowing up my Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, in today's Complete the News, we'll find out what a 10-year-old boy wants Apple to change. Hmm. And today's unpopular opinion, something that is, um, is a big problem of mine, actually. The obsession with productivity is unhealthy. Um, yeah, la obsesión, would you say? Or is it masculine? Jeez, you guys, just pick a gender, will you? Um, la obsesión por la productividad es um, insana. Insana. Ins- wow, a false friend there. It's not insane, it's unhealthy. Okay, the obsession with productivity is unhealthy. My God, um, Instagram were quite definitive on this one. I think all but two people voted um, true. One of the most popular, unpopular opinions we've ever done. Let me just check my details here. Yeah, 80... No, no, no. No, a few more voted false. It was 89% true. Um, But we'll dig into this in a little while. First, friends, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world first. First things first. A big good morning to all the people joining me live in the audience today. And um, we have Edward, Born to Iron Man, The Bridge, Vero, and um, and a bunch more who are yet to say hello. If you want to join these angelic beings, you can do so at twitch.tv barra professional bohemian. We have a lot of people who haven't said anything yet who are just spectating. How are you doing, lurkers? Um, let's see what they're saying. Edward says, hi, guys. Morning, Robin, friends. One day to 20 years of Vaughn Radio, says BTI. It's the 20th anniversary of Vaughn Radio. You know, when I first met Richard, I don't know if it was the first time or the second time, Vaughn Radio didn't exist, and he was participating on a show with Jim Trainer. Like, I, I was studying radio at the time, radio um, uh, production in university. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to go get to see a Spanish radio station. <laughs> it was in someone's house, man. <laughs> it was just in someone's living room, a radio station. Like, and the room was um, partido in dos. It was split in half. 
in um, in one side was a control, in the other side was uh, like a table with uh, with the radio people. It was him, Fernanda, and Jim Trainer on some local Madrid radio station. Then a year later, he opened up Vaughn Radio. Oh, good memories, man. I miss Jim Trainer. We're a good friend of the station, good friend of ours. Um, sadly, passed away a few years ago. Boom, 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 boom. We miss you, Jim. We miss you. Um, let's see what else is being said in the chat. Good morning, says the bridge. Morning, beautiful warriors around the universe, says Vera. Here we sit at the end of the wick, says um, the bridge. In the mornings, Madrid subway is like a can of sardines. Can we get a probo approved for Vera? Oh, true story. Boom, boom, boom. Probo approved. Natchez, Natchez, he's doing his, he's preparing the show for the anniversary. He's, he's like, look, Rob, leave me alone today. I came in to do this show with you, Natch. I could be doing this show in my pajamas in my house. <laughs> um, insana, totalmente nativo. Oh, thank you, thank you. Jeez, Jim Trainer, RIP. Yeah, rest in peace, Jim. Great guy, great guy. One of the, I think Natch, one of the kindest souls on the radio. I only ever saw him angry once. And he was angry with me. <laughs> As people I want to be, Natch. I have that. That's my superpower. <laughs> Pissing people off. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into some news, shall we, friends? Um, Meta. Meta, the parent company of Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. The parent company in trouble with the EU again. Meta platforms. So do you remember that... Um, there was a lot of controversy around how Facebook handle EU citizens' data. They move it to the states to be stored. And the EU do not like this. They don't like their ad policies. Um, uh, they say they're um, unconstitutional. So to, um, to in some way placate, or placate the EU, to make the EU happy, Facebook offered a paid membership system where you would um, where you can experience their platforms without adverts okay you probably remember at some point a pop-up has appeared on your instagram do you want this to be ad free just pay 10 euros a month okay well <laughs> the eu much like every single girlfriend of mine they're not happy still <laughs> like no it's not enough meta platforms paid ad-free service is targeted in EU consumer groups complaint. So a consumer group from the EU is um, uh, is filing a complaint against Meta. God, do I have to translate this, Natch? Oh. El servicio de pago sin publicidad de Meta Platforms. En el punto de mira de un denuncia, una denuncia de grupos de consumidores del UE. De la UE. Yeah? You proud? He's proud. He's not saying anything. Nivelazo. But he's proud. It's, uh, I see that little cheeky smile on his face. <laughs> so Meta Platforms have introduced a no-ad subscription service in Europe, which has been criticized for breaching EU consumer laws, according to the European Consumer Organization and its 18 members. They argue that Meta's service, which applies to Facebook and Instagram, Get this, uses unfair and deceptive practices, such as partially blocking services to pressure users into quick decisions and providing misleading information. The service is seen as a way to comply with EU rules that user consent for data and collection and targeted ads. So, yeah, that's one of the big problems that EU had with um with Facebook is how they collect EU information and use them to target us with ads. So, so Facebook says, okay, okay, we hear you. We'll release um, a service where you just pay for the service and you don't receive any ads. And the EU say, no. <laughs> you know, I kind of admire the EU for their brazenness. I love it. Um, this service um, is seen as a way to comply with EU rules, but they are not happy. Um, I Let's see. Um, additionally, the high subscription fees, €9.99 monthly and twelve ninety nine for, for um, Android and Apple users, is seen as a deterrent, potentially forcing users um, uh, to into Meta's profiling and tracking. You know what? That's a very good point. I mean, would you ever pay for Facebook? At what price point would you pay for it, Natch? 
No, I wouldn't pay for that. For for an ad-free service, not even one euro a month. No. One euro a year. For never seeing ads. Well, I don't use Facebook. Ah, well, there you go. Or Instagram. Well, for Instagram, yes. I mean, there is a price point where we would be happy, I think. I mean, like, €9.99 a month. Are Facebook making that of e off of each of our profiles? I don't think so. I think the fair way to do this is find out what we are worth to Facebook for targeting ads at us, and then we pay that. It seems to me like if you subscribe to Facebook and Instagram ad-free, they're making money off of you, right? To make it fair, it should be kind of a free service entry on me, whereas it doesn't cost Facebook anything and it costs us very little. Um, Vero says, his show with Fernando was great, The Lighthouse. I remember The Lighthouse. You know, we almost called the lunchtime show The Lighthouse 2.0. You know? Oh, oh, the memories. Okay, here we go. Let's continue. Robert De Niro, are you looking at me? Robert De Niro accuses Apple of censoring um, the Goth Gotham Awards speech. This is coming from The Verge. Robert De Niro accused Apple and the Gotham Film and Media Institute of censoring his speech at the Gotham Awards. Um, the Gotham Awards, I believe, are awards for um, held in New York for um, for acting and, and movies, etc. Uh, his original speech, which criticized Donald Trump and the entertainment industry, was allegedly altered by an Apple employee just before the show. De Niro discovered the changes when he noticed missing sections on the teleprompter and read his original speech from his phone. The speech included comments on the distortion of history, truth, and facts and criticized Trump's numerous lies and disrespect. Um, De Niro expressed his disappointment with Apple and the Gotham Institute for the censorship. According to Variety, the speech was edited in response to feedback from the filmmaking team, but a source close to the film suggested it was a miscommunication. Oh. I, um, I have a lot of respect for De Niro. You know, he was a, a father. He was a father last year. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> At 70-something years old. I'm 45. I can't imagine being a, a dad. Kind of respect his um, uh, his candidness, uh, Robert De Niro. I mean, he and Donald Trump, they don't see eye to eye, it's clear. But yeah, they shouldn't be, um, they certainly should not edit an award speech. What did they think? He was going to stand on the stage and because the words weren't on the teleprompter, he wouldn't read them. It's cr crazy. Really silly. Okay, and final piece of news for this part of the show. Um, some art news. Banksy Mural. Worth over $1.2 million lost as the building is demolished. A Banksy mural worth $1.2 million is lost as the building is demolished. Um, ¿Cómo se dice esto? Se derriba un edificio y, y se... No, se derriba un... How do you say that? Uh, se derriba. Ah, derriba. Oh, dude, I wasn't so far. Just like one vowel away. <laughs> so, derriba. Oh, Natch. Well, one more time. Derriba. 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 Se derriba un edificio y se pierde un mural. Mm, yeah. Un mural. De, uh, de Banksy valorado en más de 1,2 millones de dólares. Wow. A Banksy mural um, valued at around one million pounds was destroyed after the building it adorned in Dover was demolished. Created in 2017 following uh, Britain's vote to leave the European Union, the mural depicted a worker chipping away at a star on the EU flag. In 2019, it was whitewashed and recently disappeared due to the demolish, uh, demolition of the Castle Amusements building for a regeneration project not big do you like banksy do you like banksy's work natch mm, yes i do i'm not a big fan i'm gonna be honest i'm not a big fan like i i appreciate the, the message i appreciate him more as an activist than i do as an artist i mean he, you know he spray paints um what is it he spray paints oh god what's the what's the word i'm looking for 
I mean, he, he, it's not like he, he doesn't create the art himself. He uses stencils. Wow. Took me a while to get that. A stencil. I'm not sure how you say that in Spanish. Hang on, wait. Let's kick the translation elf. Stencil. Ah, pone aquí stencil. No, I don't know. Natch doesn't know either. Let's just pretend, Natch. You know, according to Apple, top 100 Spain comedy podcasts, we can create words at this point. So he uses stencils, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced I would consider that art. I don't know. I that's a that's a hot take. Eh? I've had a lot of people argue with me around that. You can't. You don't have the right to tell me what is art. No, I'm not telling you what is art. I'm telling you my opinion. And as you know, friends, as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions are like buttholes. We all have one. They all stink, including mine. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate him as an activist. I think the advertisement industry. He he's like the anti-establishment ad man. And I respect and admire him for that. I admire his fame. I admire the fact that he's managed to make, remain anonymous. I love how he ju just juxtaposes images. I think, you know, I think it's it's great work. But would I consider it high art? I don't know. But I, I imagine many people would consider him out this generation's, you know, artist. You know, this generation's Van Gogh. This generation's Picasso. Uh, Deriva says the bridge knocked down Deriva to take a tangent, as we are wont to do on this show, Bridge. Uh, bridge also says, so here the pronunciation of the consonant is key. Thank you, thank you. All right. I I'll tell you what we're going to do, guys. We're going to go to today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. It's unpopular opinion time. Today's unpopular opinion is the obsession with productivity is unhealthy. La obsesión por la productividad es insana. The obsession with productivity is um, unhealthy. 89% of people on Instagram said true. Um, so here we go. This is, um, this is kind of a problem of mine. I'm a little productivity obsessed like look i could be doing this show in my pajamas in my house like with a cup of coffee <laughs> but instead you know i came here i wanted to do the show with the natch in the studio you know i i spend my holidays working on private projects you know i'm the person who doesn't take summer holidays so they can be productive and get projects done it's an illness what do you, what's your take on this, Natch? Do you think the, the obsession with productivity, our, our productivity focus is unhealthy in this modern age? Maybe. I think every obsession is a little bit unhealthy. How's about if I change the wording? Um, our focus on productivity is unhealthy. How's about now? That's better. <laughs> would you say, would you, would you still agree that it's unhealthy or not? What, uh, for me, it's different. One thing is being focused, another thing is to cross the line and be obsessed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I maybe made a mistake in the wording of today's. Because I th there is definitely a focus in culture, in in um, g the grind culture, the, you know, the work hard, play hard culture. You've heard that expression, right? Trabaja duro, juega duro. Oh, work hard, play hard. Yeah. That kind of, that culture we have around the idea of grinding and working hard. And it's something that is, um, you know, I think it's been a part of Anglo culture at least um, since the 80s, right? The idea of, you know, you got to work hard. You got to work hard for a living. Something that I think is slowly changing with these generations. Um, and I've often said that I admire Generation Z for their, um, their take on, on labor and how they how they see the work their their working lives so that's the question do you think that grinding culture that working hard culture do you think it's unhealthy do you think it's unsustainable insustainable <laughs> thank you thank you that was just that was a nivelatho nivelatho just to show me you were paying attention much i know the difference <laughs> So here we go. I thoroughly tortured the elves, and they gave me some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. Um, uh, the obsession with productivity is unhealthy and unsustainable. In the pro column, 
The, an incessant focus on productivity can lead to stress, burnout, and anxiety. With personal value, um, when personal value is tied predominantly to output, it can result in a cons- constant state of pressure and dissatisfaction. Yeah. When I, when I take a holiday and I stop working, I feel bad, Natch. <laughs> it's true. It's a sickness. I feel, but I feel, I feel like, um, I but maybe I maybe kind of tie too much of my own sense of self to um, how pro- productive I am or I can be. So yeah, it could be seen as um, uh, as unhealthy, insana, or is insustainable, unsustainable. Next, quality of life. Being consistently driven by productivity often means sacrifice, sacrificing other aspects of life, such as leisure, relaxation, and time with loved ones, leading to an imbalanced and potentially less fulfilling life. Niv- <laughs> the bridge here says, Nivalatho to your tongue. Thank you, thank you. Um, The idea that one can always be more productive ignores the natural limits of energy and focus. This can lead to unrealistic expectations and a perpetual sense of failure or inadequacy. Quite um, uh, quite an eloquent way to to describe the way I feel when I take time off. Strange. It's strange because I know this isn't the last time I've got I've got nearly a month off and this is not nowhere near the last time I'll be in this office this week. Because, I don't know, it's a sickness. Productivity is a sickness. How are you doing, Richard? Bye. <laughs> um, okay, next. Uh, final point in the pro column. Over time, the strain of consistent or constant productivity can lead to physical health issues, mental burnout, and reduced overall productivity, making this approach unsustainable in the long run. Hmm. So what do you think? Those are the pro. Those are the the eighty four percent or eighty nine percent of people who voted on Instagram. This is how they see it. Okay. Now in the con column, uh, people disagreeing with this point, saying no, a focus on productivity on productivity can be beneficial and is in fact sustainable. This is where my head is at. Usually. A strong focus on productivity can drive personal and professional achievements, fostering a sense of progress and accomplishment. What has happened to the world? When was it? When was it that we changed from people who enjoyed getting things done? You know, a society that, that you know, that do tie some of our self-worth to how hard we can work. I mean, quite often when we work hard, it's not about um, uh, results. It's about making ourselves feel good, right? How can it be we argue in favor of um, of modifying our body as, um, with aesthetic surgery? Um, how can it how can it be we argue in favor of um, uh, of modifying our looks just so we get a sense of well being? But when it comes to working hard and being uber productive, we say no, no, no. That, my friends, is unhealthy. I don't think so. Uh, efficiency in time management. Being productivity focused can lead to the development of efficient time management and organizational skills, potentially leading to more free time and less stress in the long run. I can't say this is the case for me. I've got a sickness. <laughs> uh, next, economic benefits. On a broader scale, increased productivity can lead to economic growth and advancements, which can have various societal benefits. True story. I wonder what's going to happen in the future if we, if Generation Z stays on course to, um, to have a lower, you know, to, to see the working world and their place within it as just an element of their lives rather than import, uh, uh, a vital part. And I wonder what that, what that does to the economies of the future, friends. I do. And finally, personal development. The drive for productivity can encourage continual learning and self-improvement, contributing to personal growth and adaptability. Hmm. Okay, let's see. Um, Edward says, tell the Koreans. Yeah, very, yeah, the, the Asian country is very, very focused on productivity, hard work. 
I admire that. I admire that. There was a point in time where I would work here um, 10, 11 hours a day, go home, and then paint for three or four hours, and then sleep. And that was every day. <laughs> and yeah, I experienced some real burnout. But I'll be honest with you guys. I had a sense of pride within myself and satisfaction that I probably don't have now. Is a focus on productivity, is it really unhealthy? Is it really unsustainable? Or can it just be another way we demonstrate a certain, um, uh, you know, a certain um, pride in oneself? I feel proud that I'm a productive, active, busy person. I love the grind. Is that really unhealthy? Well, you guys are going to tell me. I will post a poll in the chat. Is a focus on productivity unhealthy and unsustainable friends i'll be back in just a few minutes there are so many things you could have been doing today but instead of doing those things you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world i'll see you soon hey guys if you'd like to support the show you can do so on patreon that's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian there you'll find vods of the episodes as they are recorded live blogs vlogs and behind the scenes content if you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're joining us at 9 a.m. Central European Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. If you're just tuning in, what did you miss? Uh, we looked at how Meta are still in trouble with the EU. Um, they find their new policy of providing an ad-free subscription service to be unfair, engañoso, to be, um, you know, to kind of cheat a little bit. Hmm. The high price, they state, the high price of the ad-free service is um, it's too high. So you almost force users to accept um, a service with ads. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Natch. I'm going to be honest. Because the platform has to make some money. You know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, on, on um, Facebook... All that money goes to the platform. None of that money goes to the creator. If it was YouTube, I would kind of think differently. Because YouTube actually shares their revenue with their creators. So I don't know. Uh, then we looked at how Robert De Niro is angry with, um, with Apple for censoring a speech of his that criticized Donald Trump. Angry with Apple and the Gotham Awards. And finally, we looked at a Banksy mural worth over $1.2 million that was demolished with a building. Um, it, was, uh, it was a mural set to commemorate, or, well, commemorate is probably the wrong word. It was a criticism of, um, of the, the UK's decision to, to leave the EU. Hmm. I do actually like that work. Then we kind of discussed whether Banksy's an artist or not. I'm not the person to be able to say that. I mean, art and what is art, I think, is completely subjective. Um, and then we got into today's unpopular opinion, which was the obsession with productivity is unhealthy and unsustainable. Natch, you say true, right? You're in the true column. Okay, well, yeah, people... Well, we'll get into the results in a second. First of all, I want to uh, read some comments from our audience in the chat. Vero says, True. When someone becomes obsessed with work, he or she ends up losing the true essence of that work. This obsession can even cause health problems, which can affect productivity. Mm. A downward spiral, right? You know, because become so obsessed with productivity, it makes you unproductive. You know, you get burnt out. So the time you spend at that desk grinding away at work is not productive. Interesting. Interesting point. Uh, Born to Iron Man, no matter which obsession a person has, all of them are insane. But except for hours of Vaughn Radio. Oh, can we get a Probo approved for BTI? Probo approved. Agreed, Vaughn Radio is something else, says um, The Bridge. Yeah, it's the best. Best. I've been a fan of Vaughn Radio as long as you guys. <laughs> Since before Vaughn Radio even existed. All right, so yeah, here we go. 
Um, let's read some comments we received on, on Instagram with regards to this. Lena says, totally agree. This whole always be grinding. Buff. Esto es un frase hecha, realmente. It's a kind of an idiom. Always be grinding. Always be working. Um, this always be grinding mindset is burning us out and hurting the planet. <laughs> There's always someone on Instagram <laughs> that attributes everything to ecology. <laughs> we should stop um, selling toys to children on YouTube ads. Yeah, it's hurting the planet. <laughs> okay, no, thank, thank you, Lena. I should stop trolling the, the people who write to me. It's not good. It's not a good look. Amir says, well... While I understand the concerns, productivity drives progress. Oh, finally. Someone on my side. Uh, productivity drives progress. Sure, it's about balance, but without pushing ourselves, we wouldn't achieve breakthroughs. You know what? For balance, let's give um, Amir um, a Probo approved, please. Probo approved. Yeah. Careful how you grind, says the bridge. Grind, I think you'd say in Spanish, molinar, right? Grind. You grind coffee. Moler. Moler. What am I saying, molinar? Am I just inventing words? <laughs> Molear. <laughs> I'm inventing words. Top 100, um, in the top 100 comedy shows in Spain, Natch. If I want it to be molinar, it's molinar. <laughs> Moler. Okay. So to grind, you know, we use that as a... Um, uh, uh, we use that word um, in um, in English to mean, you know, we engage in in very very intensely in work to grind. Um, but it's true without pushing ourselves, whether it be in business or in projects or even in hobbies. Without that idea, that sense of productivity, that grind, where would we be as a society? You know, since when did productivity? And hard work becomes swear words. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, okay, let's continue. Um, Naomi says, absolutely. From a mental health perspective, this uh, any obsession can be toxic. It's important to unwind, uh, unwind meaning relax, and not to measure our worth by productivity. Naomi, spoken like a true lazy person. <laughs> Gen Zia for sure, Natch. She's writing that in her pajamas with her feet up. <laughs> Derek, final comment from Instagram says, hey, oh no, wait, we got I got another one from Nessa for Nessa. Let me see if I pulled that up. I only saw it this morning. My bad. My bad, guys. Come on. Um now, uh, Derek says, exactly um why I left the nine to five life. The this productivity craze, it's a hamster wheel. You know, in a cage when you've got a hamster natch and they just kind of run. A bit like, you know, people in gymnasiums. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, yeah, a bit like that. It's a hamster wheel. What are you really grinding for? What, are you, what, what do you achieve? Um, wait, we also got, I also got a message from Gabriella. She says, for sure. That's why there are a lot of mental, there is a lot of mental illness. But generally people can't, don't realize it until they have physical damage. Uh, Gabriella there attributing um, uh, this productivity craze with um, physical um, phys physical illness. And uh, Nessa Finesse says, I agree. Needless to say, any obsession is unhealthy. Focus, yes. Obsession, no. I'm interested to, to know if I'd have written uh, the current trend of productivity is unhealthy. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, obsession in its very nature, um, it's, it is unhealthy, isn't it? Not to be obs obsessed with anything. But there is a fine line, Natch. I, I want to try and change your opinion on this. There's a fine line between obsession and passion. Where for you is that line? Is there a difference at all? Because for me, there isn't. Do you think there's a difference between obsession and passion, Natch? For me, it is. There is. Mm -hmm. What's the, what is that difference? Obsession is when it, uh, when passion starts to uh, 
and I don't know how to say it, perjudicar. To other, damage or to, to damage yeah. other parts of your life, like your wife, your partner, your kids, your friends, whatever. In which case, I've never been passionate about anything. I've only ever been obsessed. Let me tell you something. When I was learning, when I was when when I went to university, they were going to kick me out because I wasn't kind of up to the academic standard. I became what I would call passionate, what maybe everyone else would call obsessed with um, improving how I wrote, how I acted, analyzing my own behavior and my sense of self. When I started in the theater, um, writing and performing, you know, I wasn't like everybody else going out, getting drunk at university. No, I was grinding to trying to understand and understand this industry and, and get better at it. When it got to um, uh, producing media like TV and things like that, I went from knowing zero to um, uh, to become to producing adverts for the TV inside maybe a year and a half. Not because I was passionate, maybe in some people's sense, but because I was obsessed. Every second of my free time was spent learning and grinding and getting better. I think there is a very fine line between obsession and passion. And maybe Natch is right. Hey, maybe... Maybe Natch is right. I like what the bridge says here. She says, obsession is the dirty word for passion. Maybe it's the same coin, but obsession is the darker side. I think it's too late for me to change the way I am and the way I kind of obsess about this show, about all the things I do, about my work, about the projects, about my team. And I do obsess about it. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm coming to work or when I'm going home from work in the metro, I've got my phone in my hands looking for news stories. <laughs> you know, I'll be on holiday or doing something and I'll send a message to the Natch. How's it going in there, out there? Everything okay? I know everything's okay. Natch doesn't need me. <laughs> but I can't help it. These things are on my mind constantly. <laughs> I don't need to be here right now. I could be doing the show from home, but I'm here. It's Is it an obsession? Is it passion? Maybe for me, there isn't a difference. Maybe for me, there isn't a difference. And I think maybe the real difference with people who achieve an altered uh, kind of a, an extra level in whatever skill it is they, they pursue, I think for, the, for those people too, there is a blurred line between passion and obsession. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that's just my opinion. Do you want to know what you guys thought? I said the, the obsession with productivity is unhealthy and unsustainable. You guys said... I think it was 74% true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the darker brother of passion is obsession. I don't know. All I know is if th something makes you feel good, even if it's bad for you, you have every right in the world to do it. If you want to go and get um, uh, silicon injected into your lips or whatever the hell it is, get tattoos all over your face or work 24 hours a day, that is your right to do it. If it makes you feel good. I often feel like there is a little bit of, um, little bit of passion lost in a lot of our work nowadays. We attribute, um, we attribute what we do to a monetary figure rather than how it makes us feel. I don't know. I always like to think that the largest part of what I do, I do. Um, I do out of passion, out of a sense of well-being for myself, really, rather than for what I get in return. You know, I don't get paid for this show. I have a Patreon and things on the side, but I don't get paid for doing this show. But... When I go home at night, this is what I think about. <laughs> Maybe that's a sickness. Maybe it's passion. Maybe it's obsession. I don't know. I don't think I even know the difference. And on that note, guys, let's go to today's 100 Humans. Uh, the bridge here says, I used to be obsessed with gardening when I was healthy enough to do it. Sadly, I am only passionate. Or I'm now only passionate. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 
You know, I honestly, I honestly can't speak to this because everything that I've done, I maybe have taken to an unhealthy level of obsession. But maybe that's why I've managed to gather this many skills. You know, as a writer, like I've, I've been a, a a working musician, I've been a working writer, I've been a working performer, I've been a working TV producer. Um, uh, you know, I even work now as um, uh, as a marketing consultant, a <laughs> content marketing. It's like I, I've I've managed to garner so many kind of strings to my bow because of this obsessive nature, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to answer these questions. Anyway, so it was a long walk to work today, guys, across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was to name a sign, a physical sign, that someone is stressed out. Nombra un signo físico visible de que alguien está estreseado. Oh, estresado. Ah, I got the nod of approval for my autocorrection. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Nombra un signo físico visible de que alguien está estresado. All right, there you go. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Now, let's see. Carmen's here. She says, I agree. I don't think there's a difference between passion and obsession. Um, in case you um, misuse this. In case you can in case you can measure this. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's a difference either, Carmen. I think, you know what I think? I think people who aren't passionate call passion obsession. <laughs> Is that a crappy thing to say? I, I honestly believe that. But we all have different priorities, right? Some people decide to focus in on family, on, uh, you know, on things that are probably a lot more healthy, you know, on leading better, more kind of more calm lives. And then some of us sail in uh, choppy waters of passion and obsession, you know, and we call it passion, they call it obsession. I think that's maybe the difference. Does that make sense to you, Natch? Well, yes, everybody has their... Points of view. Exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Opinions are like buttholes, right? Okay, let's um, let's get into this. We've got some... Uh, we've got some... I'm feeling triggered, Natch. Feeling triggered. Okay, we'll turn our attention to uh, the Oracle. What do you think? A visible, a visible physical sign that someone is stressed out. Uh, like bugs under your eyes? Uh, uh, you know... How to say you know or... Yeah, yeah. Nivelazo, dude. <laughs> Nivelazo, bags on your eyes. A lot of our um, amazing, amazing um, warriors that sent me uh, messages yesterday on Instagram said baggy eyes, a lot of people. Bags under your eyes, well done. So bags under your eyes. I, um, did the 100 humans agree though? Yes, they did. Well done. Ojeras, right? Ojeras. Bags under your eyes. 24 of 100 humans said that one. It is the second most popular answer. Name a sign that someone is stressed out. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Bags under your eyes. Well done, Natch. Nivalazo to you. Nivalazo to you. Or dark circles under your eyes. Who, who else said this one? Uh, Carmen agreed with you. Um, heavy bags. And eyelids, MJ Symbol agrees with you. Uh, what else? Dark circles under the eyes, says uh, Gabrielle. Gabriella, she agrees. Oh, she has actually a few right here. Um, dark circles, Maz Kanaf um, said that. Well done, well done. Coco Lavender agreed with you. All right, Natch, well done, well done. All right, let's get back to the chat, see what people are saying. Uh, Vero says... Hair loss. Hair loss. I'm triggered. I'm fine, guys. I'm not stressed. <laughs> it's my age. <laughs> triggered. Feeling feeling like I'm feeling attacked right now, guys. Vero, come on. Hair loss, says Vero. Did anyone else agree with that? Hair loss. She she also wrote that on the um, on our Instagram. I think, yeah, Gabrielle said losing hair. Is hair loss there? Losing hair. No, it's not. Whoa. Good, um, but good answer nonetheless. 
Is hair, look, do people lose their hair for being stressed out? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe that's why, maybe, you know, I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to see patterns, Snatch. <laughs> maybe I need to chill out. <laughs> maybe next week I'll do the show from home. <laughs> okay, hair loss. Great answer, but not there. Bridge also said hair falling out. Um, all right, what else do we have? Um, in the um, on Instagram, so many of you reached out to me. Um, eczema says Coco Lavender. Eczema that's when you get dry skin. Dry skin is eczema there. No, it's not. Um, Carmen said loss of weight or gaining weight. Jeez, you can't win with Carmen. <laughs> Is it is loss of weight or gaining weight there? No, true story, right? Because a lot of people, when they're stressed out, they will eat to calm their nerves. Or if you're super stressed out, maybe you don't eat. It's a good one. Is it there, though? No, it's not. Oh. Uh, let's continue. What else do we have? Someone clenching their teeth, said Nessa Vanessa. Great answer. To clench your teeth. Do you know what that is? When you kind of tighten your jaw. Is a clenched jaw there? Yes, it is. Well done, Nessa. Vanessa. That was a message from Instagram. All right. Uh, you guys are doing very well. Okay. She also wrote another one. I think her and... Yeah, her and Jose Luis on Instagram both said, Twitching eye. This is something. This is something that's happened to me. A twitching eye. Guinho, would you say in the in, in el ojo? I would say that tiembla el ojo. Tiembla el ojo. ¿Qué, qué es guinho entonces? Guinho is a one like. Ah, okay. okay. Not a, like a tick. Okay. Is a twitchy eye there? Yes, it is. Well done, guys. <laughs> Un tick says uh, says the bridge. Un tick. Okay, there are there are more, there are more um, guys. So many of you reached out today. This is this is awesome. Um, a bad memory says life. Dot G seven. Wow, these that's uh, one hell of a username. <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Life G seventeen. Um, she says bad memory. Is bad memory there? No, it's not. It's not a visible sign. You can't you can't see a bad memory. But thanks for playing. Good um, good answer. Okay, I'm gonna give you um, I'm gonna give you guys some clues. Let me put the let me put my phone down. <laughs> a big thank you to Life G17, Gabriela, Nessa Vanessa, MJ Symbol, Carmen, Jose Luis, Materia Oscura. Ooh, actually Materia Oscura says bitten nails. Or to bite your nails. If your nails have been bitten, is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Um, also, thank you to Coco Lavender, Vero, and Maz Kanaf on Instagram for playing. All right. Let me give you some clues. Uh, a blink, says Carmen, for a tick and tick. Okay. First, the most popular answer is the most obvious. Not only do you do this when you're stressed out, you'll do it when you're very hot. Could lead you to smelling bad, Natch. What is it? Sweating. Sweating. Number one answer. Well done. Cameron got that one too. Sweating. Um, in Okay. Third most popular answer. Ooh. Uh, this is something you do with your forehead and eyebrows. Sometimes you do it when you're concentrated. Sometimes when you're angry. But when you're stressed out. Kind of think someone's angry when their eyes are like this. What am I talking about? What's the word for that? Not sure for uh, the word frown, frown. Ooh, that's <laughs> <laughs> You and the bridge both got that one to frown, frowning. All right. Okay, I don't think we have time to go through the list, guys. That was today's 100 humans. As our answers, we had a clenched jaw, um, uh, mandibular a mandibula apretada, would you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, bitten nails, uñas mordidas, twitching eye, uh, un, not un guiño, tembla el ojo, que tembla el ojo. 
Ähm, Frowning, Frunier. Frunier el senio. Frunier el senio. My God. <laughs> I've got a Disney, Disney I thought for Rob today. <laughs> um, uh, bags under your eyes. Oh, what was this one? Ojeras. Ojeras. And finally, sweating. Well done, guys. You killed it. Let's go to today's Complete the News. Complete the News! Okay, guys. Today's Complete the News. You know how this works. I give you a real news headline. Um, and with the three options I give you, you will complete the news. Here we go. A boy of 10 years old. A boy, 10. Starts a petition to get Apple to change blank. Un niño de 10 años inicia un petición para que Apple cambie el o la blank. But what is it? Is it A... El nombre, the name of the iPad. El nombre del iPad. Is it B? Planned obsolescence. Oof, I don't know how you say that in Spanish. It's when um, you make a product and a part of its design is for it to fall out of date. I think it's ob obsolescencia planificada or algo así. Nivelazo. Ooh, there you go. I'm redeeming myself slowly. Or is it C? The nerd glasses emoji. Um, uh, <laughs> el emoji ese con los gafas. So a boy of 10 starts a petition to get Apple to change blank. Is it A, the name of the iPad? B, planned obsolescence? Or C, nerd glasses? What do you think it is, Natch? C. You think C, the nerd glasses emoji? Chat um, seems to agree with you. The answer is... Indeed, C. Well done, guys. The nerd glasses emoji. From the BBC, Teddy, a 10-year-old boy from Peppard, Oxfordshire, has initiated a petition urging Apple to modify its offensive and insulting glasses emoji. That glasses emoji looks scarily like me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friends. Um, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for participating with the show. I'll be back again tomorrow, obviously, with more Probo Show Madness. So many things you could have been doing today, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. See you tomorrow. <laughs>